Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Real glad that you could join us for another segment. You know, health officials, they're concerned about a recent off-season spike in RSV. It's a common contagious virus that causes a flu-like illness. Well, here to explain what parents and of babies and toddlers need to know about this and why they need to be on alert is Dr. Michael Forbes of Northeast Ohio Medical University and Akron Children's Hospital. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Forbes. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Now, of course, I did say that you're joining us here from uh, Northeast Ohio Medical University and Akron Children's Hospital. Uh, give us a, a brief look into your area of expertise, and um, let's talk about RSV a bit. Sure. So I'm a, I'm a pediatric critical care specialist uh, and RSV researcher for over a decade. Uh, RSV uh, is one of the common winter viruses, highly contagious uh, and we typically see it right along with all the other winter viruses during the cold and flu season. It's uh, spread person to person. Uh, if uh, if the virus is on a surface and you touch it, you can get it. Uh, and also, if you're uh, in direct contact with the virus, you can also get it. What's different this year is that we're seeing it in July and August, which is very, very unusual in the United States. It's Again, it's typically in the winter. And so we believe that it's related to all of the efforts we've done in 2020 to control, from a public health standpoint, uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting to see it now. When you're talking about uh, trying to handle the COVID-19 pandemic, are you talking about this surge being related to the isolation uh, that people are more in close contact with people who have the virus? Um, Or is it maybe going back to school early, too early, too late? What do you think is the cause of this surge? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, in, in March, late March, the CDC started to see an uptick in RSV nationally. Typically, in the summer months, we see less than 1% of the cases uh, for RSV. And early June, we were at 3%, which usually signals the beginning of an epidemic. Um, and by you know, here we are in, in mid-August, and we're already at 15%. That's a five-fold increase since early June. Here where I am in Akron, which is about 30 minutes south of Cleveland, we're seeing about a 30 to 33% positivity rate. So this is something I've never seen in my whole career, frankly, never heard of this in my entire career. And it's probably related to the fact that uh, of what we tried to do last year as far as distancing, masking, hand washing. And as you pointed out, I think the isolation controlled it. So we didn't see much RSV last year. Uh, and so we're starting to see it again in the, sum- in the summer here. So the CDC issued an advisory, um, and, and the advisory basically said, be on the lookout uh, and be mindful of it. And so be mindful of RSV, because again, we're all focused on COVID. Uh, and RSV is particularly important. What they wanted us to pay attention to in particular was around prematurity. So about 10% of all kids are born prematurely. And while almost all kids by the age of two will have RSV, premature infants are particularly vulnerable to severe disease, meaning they can be hospitalized due to it. And so what the CDC wanted us to be mindful of is that we knew that last year's RSV season usually provides some background immunity to Mm -hmm. uh, preterm babies. But because we had so little RSV last year, this year the baby's immune systems are just not as prepared uh, for this type of infection. Uh, And so what we want is for parents to be aware and to monitor 
particularly new parents of preterm babies, because preterm babies are two to five times more likely to be hospitalized with uh, RSV symptoms in the first six months of life than, than term babies. And so uh, it is everywhere. It can infect everyone. But preterm babies, particularly in the first six months of life, are uniquely vulnerable. What should parents and healthcare providers look for uh, as far as symptoms of RSV? And what does RSV actually stand for? Yeah, great question. So RSV stands for respiratory syncytial virus. And syncytia is uh, uh, the type of damage that it does to the lungs. Uh, and so it is, it's unique in that ability to do that. So unlike flu or even coronavirus, RSV is unique in its ability to completely destroy the lungs in a unique way. Uh, and so if, you're, if your lungs are immature like a preterm baby or if your immune system is immature like a preterm baby, uh, it's much easier to create that type of damage. And so I'm really proud to, to partner with SOBI to raise awareness about RSV, particularly for parents of preterm babies, uh, because there's no treatment for RSV once the baby is infected. And so prevention, uh, prevention is really critical. Uh, and so those are the kind of things that we're, we're really trying to make sure people are aware of, that it's, it's, it may look like a cold, it may look like the flu, uh, but particularly if you have a preterm baby or a baby that has certain types of lung or heart conditions, uh, you, you have to make sure it's not RSV. Under the current circumstances that we're in with this COVID-19 pandemic and the uh, the surge in variants and whatnot, how likely is RSV to be misdiagnosed, especially now that the uh, younger people, it's being reported that they are being more and more uh, susceptible to COVID-19? Uh, obviously, they're going to be more susceptible to other respiratory uh, difficulties as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it is easy to make to miss it. Uh, if if a, a child has cold symptoms, it's much easier to say it could be the flu or it could be rhinovirus. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to preterm babies, it could certainly be the flu or rhinovirus, although it's not as common uh, in infants and toddlers, flu that is. With respect to RSV, it's the most common reason why babies are hospitalized in the United States uh, far and away. Uh, and particularly in infants and those under two, infants and toddlers, RSV is particularly harmful. So, you know, we may get into the mindset that this could be COVID or rhinovirus or flu, uh, but particularly for preterm babies, uh, it's important to recognize that RSV is, is certainly a player. And so what we encourage uh, people to do is actively partner uh, with your child's health care provider uh, to find out if your child's at increased risk, as I mentioned, prematurity, lung and heart disease, uh, and find out what information, what steps you can take uh, to uh, protect your child and, uh, and learn about preventable uh, options, preventative options uh, to, to protect you and your, your baby from RSV. Is there any added uh, advice uh, that you'd like to give parents of toddlers and babies concerning RSV before we uh, close and give us a website where we can learn more? Sure. You know, I'll lead with the website. You know, it's rsvprotection.com. One word, rsvprotection.com. And as far as preventative measures, again, talk to your, your health care provider to find out if your child is at high risk particularly if they're preemie with lung or heart disease, or frankly, just being a preemie. Um, but for the, in the meantime, hand washing, very important, making sure your toys are clean. Know that the virus will live in clothing and on flat surfaces. And so cleaning those things on a regular basis is important. Uh, when you're sneezing or coughing, sneeze into a tissue and throw it away. 
you don't want to sneeze into your clothes, your arm or elbow or anything like that anymore because you know sometimes your baby's in your arm or in your elbow, and you want to make sure that uh, that your child is uh, protected. So I think it's just really important to to be aware that it looks like a cold or flu. It could very well be RSV. If your baby is preemie, uh, they're particularly vulnerable. So get that information and uh, keep them safe. Appreciate you joining us on Health Professional Radio, Dr. Forbes. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Hopefully we'll have an, another conversation. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you very much for helping me work, raise awareness. It's really important. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Forbes. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.